Thank you so very much for being here today. God bless each and every one of you. We are back, baby. Bigger and better than ever. Hello, everybody. God bless you. Welcome to another beautiful Monday morning. Another wonderful start to another blessed opportunity that we have given to us by God to experience this life here on earth, in the flesh, and in the spirit. I mean, we are the whole package. It's great to be here with each and every one of you. Thank you very much for joining in on this Rise Up beautiful Monday morning, January 16th, year of our Lord, 2023. I'm ready to rise up. We got our Rise Up coffee. We got the American Pecan and the Sumatra Gold Boy, we are right now broadcasting along all around all the airwaves. Rumble, uh, Fire Stick, Roku, the app, LFATV.us. Just look and search for us everywhere. LFATV. And Kong already this morning coming in with a $15 donation saying love and faith. Amen. I'm ready, folks. I had an amazing weekend. An absolutely God-filled, amazing weekend. Yesterday at church was was just an eye-opening day. Our church is filled to the brim from the back pew to the front pew, from the left side of the aisle to the right side of the aisle. Our church is absolutely full. We're moving forward. We are cha- we're getting a new school for the Christian school. We are, we, we're thinking about uh, opening up other Christian schools around the nation. That's what we're here to do. That's what I'm here to do. Spread the gospel. I hope you guys are ready. I've got a wonderful, wonderful morning uh, ready for you guys. Um, and, uh, you're a bunch of way makers, promise keepers. We are lights in the darkness. That is who we are. That is who we are because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. And before we go to the, uh, to the Lord in prayer, uh, to ask to bless this podcast, bless this network, bless this show, then I think we ought to sing happy birthday to the one and only M.D. Norton, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go ahead and do that now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday, dear MD Norton. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, MD. Good to have you here every single day. I will ask each and every one of you to share like your little fingers depend on it, like your little souls depend on it. Let's get the uh, let's get the uh, message out there. Let's do exactly what Jesus told us to do and spread that gospel. You can do it in everyday life. You can do it digitally, whatever way to get the message out there. That's what we do. We got the background back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead, remove our hats, and let's go to the Lord in prayer on this beautiful Monday morning. Here we go. Our Father God in heaven, wow, 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 wow. What an excitement it is to be able to be in your presence. What a wonderful, wonderful blessing it is to be able to come to you in prayer multiple times a day, but definitely here in the morning. Everybody doing uh, working in fellowship together to praise you, Lord. It's better than going to any concert. It's better than getting any present. It's better than going on any vacation. Being able to praise you, Lord, is so incredibly wonderful. And all possible because you sacrifice so much, Lord, and we thank you for that. We give you thanksgiving. We never, ever, ever let a day go by, let a sun go down without understanding why we have the ability to be able to come directly to you, Lord. We need no middle man. We need no middle woman. And that is all because we have Jesus Christ. We are able to lean on Jesus in our times of need, in our times of disappointment, in our times of depressing, in our times of anxiety, and we are able to lean on him, which you gave us. Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, if there's anybody out there that needs to tag you in in their life today, please, please, please use one of us or the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts, to understand, help them understand, to turn their gaze and turn their attention and turn their desires towards you. Break up their hardened heart. Loosen their heart and warm it, Lord. We pray for everybody to experience the love and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are you not happy? Are you not filled with joy? Knowing that you, little old you, little old Bad Moon or little old Lord Fishy or little old Jeremy or little old Eli or little old Debbie, aren't you amazed at the fact that you are so important? That you have a direct line to God, a direct phone line. You don't even have a direct phone line to the President of the United States, let alone the Creator of the universe. You have a direct line to Him. You are so blessed. You are so incredibly favored. Do you know that? Do you take it for granted if you do know it? That's the real question. Knowing that you have a direct line to God, do you take it for granted? That's the real question. I hope you don't. Boy, I hope you don't. I hope you understand how incredibly blessed you are. Do you want to know how incredibly important you are, Wayne, Majorva, Jersey Lane, Jersey Jane, I should say, Cowboy, Marky? Do you want to know how incredibly important you are? Put it this way. You are so important to God and you are so important to the devil that they are literally fighting a spiritual battle of epic proportion, a battle 
that you could not even fathom how large and how bloody and how dangerous and how long that has been going on. You take every war that we have ever seen here on earth and you combine them and that does not equal the size, might, or casualties that are on the spiritual battlefield. And God and the devil are having an eternal battle, a bloody dangerous war over you. Over you, Cindy Lou Who. Over you, Katie. Over you, Miranda. Over you, Amanda Collins. They're having a war of epic proportions over your soul. That is how important you are. So don't ever, ever think that you're not here for a reason or that you are not that important because you are. You definitely are. Let's go ahead and let's lift up our cups and let's have our first slurp. Here we go. First message that we're going to get to today is going to come from One Minute Prayer for Dads. Now, I titled today's show, God is Your Tag Team Partner. If anybody grew up with WWF or wrestling or even knew what wrestling was, you should be familiar with the uh, tag your partner in statement, right? I need, I, I need a break. I got to tag him in. I'm low on stamina. I'm low on energy. Tag my partner. I take a break. Partner goes in and fights for me. Well, God is your ultimate tag team partner, guys. Jesus is your absolute greatest tag team partner that you could ever have. Now, I was going to do a completely different show today. I think I'll line that one up for you tomorrow. God said, nope, do this one today. Do this one today. This is the message that the LFA congregation needs to hear. Do this one today. So folks, God is your ultimate tag team partner. Remember that as we get into today's devotion, okay? Chosen ones, woo! God chose you to be a tag team partner. Go get your tag team championship belts. Comes from Colossians 3, 12 and 13. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive Colossians 3, 12 and 13, because God has chosen us to be his children. We dads need to make sure that our kids know that they have been chosen by God to be our children while here on earth. We offer them great security. When they understand that they have a permanent place in our family that was designed by God, your children are never worried that they're not going to have you, a roof over their head, walls, food. Why? Because you reassure them that. You reassure them that, letting them know that that's God's promise to them, but that God has tasked you to be there for them and to make sure that they are, are, are okay. You, the parent are their tag team partner until God is ready to take over that role. 
You are there for them. You are there when they are tired. You are there when they are disappointed. You are there when they are discouraged. You are there when they are depressed. You are there when they have failed. You are there to pick them up. You are there to feed them. You are there to nurture them. You are there to love them. You are there to hold them. You are there to discipline them. You are there to hold them accountable. You are their tag team partner. Each child needs to know they are a keeper just as we are keepers to God. Very powerful message this morning, folks. And I hope, I hope your ears are wide open and you are hearing God's words today. Because when I let the Holy Spirit speak for me in the mornings for this show, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. Well, (laughs) pretty much my whole life. But especially when it comes to this, this is God's word to you. This is not my word to you. All I am doing is reading and guiding. Not guiding to where I'm telling you to go. Guiding to where God's telling you to where to go. I am literally nothing more than a megaphone right now. Remember that. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me to be a part of your family. Knowing I am holy and beloved by you is life-changing. Such a realization can only lead to a kind of compassionate heart in me. That resembles you. Fill me today with more of you. Fill me with meekness and patience and forgiveness towards anyone who has let me down. Anyone, not just your kids. And your kids will see this. I pray too for my children, Lord. With the help of your Holy Spirit, may I mold each of them into great forgivers, full of compassion for others and great bearers of others' burdens. How are you going to bear another's burden or burdens if you can't bear your own? And if you cannot bear your own, then tag God in. Tag in Jesus. In the waiting, in the hurting, In the healing and the searching, there was Jesus. In the mountains, in the valleys, in the great and the bad times, there was Jesus. He's right next to you right now. Look at him. Folks, yesterday, I want to tell you a story. Thank you, Marky2021. You are not here by accident. No, you are not. I want to tell you a story. By the way, if I was a pastor, I doubt that my pews would be full because I tell too many stories. But I do have to tell you a story. Um, I heard this story, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I want to share it with you anyway. A elderly woman who had an atheist for a neighbor would always pray outdoors in her backyard, on her front porch, and pray to God to sustain things for her, mainly food. She was a poor, very, very dirt poor old woman, and she would always pray that God would sustain her to make sure that she has enough food in her pantry, in her refrigerator. And as she prayed every day, For God to supply what she needed. 
and pray for food. Her atheist neighbor would listen to her and hear her. And so one day he decided that he would take matters into her own hands to prove to her that God did not exist. So as he listened to her one day pray that God would fill her pantries and her refrigerator with food, he went one afternoon as she got done praying and he bought a ton of groceries for her. And he left them on her doorstep. And he waited for her to come out. So when she came out and she saw the bags and bags and bags of groceries filled with food for her pantry and her refrigerator. She was so happy and so incredibly grateful and blessed. She dropped to her knees and said, Lord, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. It was you, God. It was you, God. It was God who did this for me. And he jumped out of the bushes and he said, ha ha, I got you. There's no God, you silly old woman. I heard you praying for food day after day after day after day, clearly not provided for you as you wish. So I went out and I got this food for you and I put it on your doorstep and I provided for you, not your God. Her reply was, God did it, God did it, God did it. He said, woman, are you not listening to me? Are you not hearing what I'm saying? I got in my car. I drove to the grocery store. I used my debit card. I picked out those groceries. I bought them for you. I put them back in my car and I brought them back to you and I put them on your doorstep. Now what do you have to say? And she goes, God did it. God did it. God did it. And he even made Satan pay for it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, moral of the story is God will use the most unlikely people to bless the chosen. And you are chosen. God will even tag himself in by using people who do not believe in him. God used the neighbor who was an atheist And the neighbor who was an atheist didn't even know it. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. God does things. Here's another thing too, folks. You know all those motivational speakers, all of those those psychologists, all of those, you know, seeing a counselor. I need people to help me. I need somebody to help me understand why I am the way I am. Help me become happy. Help me become successful. All of those man-made things. Take years, resources, money, time, and they slowly start chipping away at what's wrong with you and how to get you in the right mind frame to be successful and happy. You know what's funny about that? God can do it in an hour. God can do it actually in a second. God can do everything if you tag him in and let him work for you. Let him fight for you. God can do everything that would take you years to become a better person, more successful, view things differently, have a better perspective, be positive, have that daily mantra, do yoga, whatever it is. God can do it in one second. He can change all that about you in one second. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars, years, time, effort, 
You just need God. And he tag him in. And I promise you, I promise you that everything that you fight for every day that exhausts you will be so easy. It will be so easy. I want to read from this next book for you and then I want to tell you a story. Another story. I love telling stories, okay? Cindy Lou Who says, I found out a long time ago that nothing in this world will make you happy. Only God fills that void. Oh no, Cindy Lou, you're right and wrong. Many things in this world can make you happy. But nothing in this world can make you joyful. A murderer is happy murdering people. A rapist is happy raping people. Democrats are happy stealing elections. But none of them will ever know joy. But I understand 100% what you meant. Lord Fishy says, peace is not the absence of truth, but the presence of Christ. Woo! Amen. Let's move on. Helping others. Wow. Isn't that wonderful title for this devotional, knowing that the title of today's show is God is your tag team partner to help you? Romans 15.1. We who are strong in our convictions and of robust faith ought to bear with the failings and the frailties and the tender scruples of the weak. We ought to help carry the doubts and qualms of others and not to please ourselves. Folks, again, how are we supposed to do any of that if we rely on ourselves to fix everything? How are we supposed to do all that when we can't even do it for ourselves, those out there who cannot, because they don't have God, they don't have Jesus. All those who out there who think they can do things for themselves, they're wrong. They can't. They can't. Trust me, they can't. You cannot help others unless you've accepted help from God and Jesus. It's that simple. Not truly, anyway. That's from Romans 15.1. Now, from Philippians 4.14 4, and 15, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, I'm the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel. When I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except only you. Now, that was a verse that we did a week and a half ago, if you remember. How many of you out there remember that? As our lives become more hectic and crowded, finding a way to help others and be helped by them can only can open door to blessings for everyone, including more time with our family and friends and more rest of our minds and bodies and souls. God never meant for us to face our days alone. He wants to be your tag team partner. He wants you to tag him in and take a rest. He wants to fight for you. He wants to worry about work. He wants to help you do the dishes. He wants to help you mow the yard. He wants to help you teach your children and your grandchildren. He doesn't want you to do it alone because he knows how tiring it is. He knows how exhausting it is. And why does he know this? Not only because he made us, but because he was one of us. He became flesh. He understands all of it. That is what Jesus is. 
He is the embodiment of everything we are and the embodiment of everything God is in one. That is who we are when we've accepted Jesus into our lives. I want to tell you a story. This is where God, I tagged in God yesterday. I actually tagged in my wife and my wife tagged in God for me. Do you remember last week when I was having a really bad morning with my children? Do you remember how bad that I felt for losing my temper with them and being upset with them? And all of you forgave me because I said I was sorry. And I repented to not only you, but Christ, because I cannot give you advice. I'm not following that same advice. Well, I did go home and I did talk to each and every one of them. And I did tell them I was sorry. I did tell them that I was not displaying the same love and affection, mercy and forgiveness that God displays to me onto them. And for that, I repented to them. And I got their forgiveness. We had a very long talk. Yesterday, before church. Now, I don't know about you, but I am one of those guys that has an anger problem of such epic proportions that I can have one thing ruin two or three hours. And then after that two and three hours is done and I'm done throwing a temper tantrum and an immature fit, I expect everybody to not be angry anymore because I've lost all my anger. It doesn't work that way. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube once you've squeezed it out. Amen? So what I need to do is I need to recognize I'm about ready to lose my cool. God, tag you in. Well, this weekend, yesterday, before church, my five-year-old was doing something that I told her not to do a million times, but I got to remember she's five. She's not 15. And she was pushing, um, pushing this, um, this stool across our hardwood floor and was scratching it all the way. And I said, Lily, 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 what are you doing? Stop, stop right now. Stop. And she instantly like froze and she, she got really scared because she thought I was going to yell at her. And I was going to. I wasn't going to yell at her like abuse her, but I was going to be stern and, and, and bold and don't ever do that. I told you about that. Stop being a bad girl. You know, things like that. And my wife chimed in from the dining room. She was having her tea in the morning. And she said, babe, she's five. She doesn't, she don't treat her like she's 25. Explain it to her. And I got to tell you something. At that moment, at that moment, because I remembered what I had done the week before. And I remembered apologizing to you. Now, what kind of person would I be to not learn from my mistakes? Especially if it was just three days later. So I had an opportunity there. I can continue to go down this bad path, or I can stay on the good path. Now, here's the thing. At that moment, that path only separates about that far. Only separates about this far. The problem is, as the day goes on, that trajectory gets further and further and further and further apart. Before you know it, you're lost in the wilderness like the Israelites. Nowhere to go. Don't know what to do. Barbara Peters, the LFA promo code does not work on the coffee. That's why. The coffee does not have a discount. Just thought I'd answer that question for you real quick. So at that moment, I said, God, I need to tag you in. My wife is right. Please allow me to do the right thing. And I instantly, and I mean, folks, instantly went from 100 back down to zero. And I said, Lily, let me just show you something. I called her over to me. I said, do you see that, those marks on the ground? Yeah. 
Those are from the, the, the stool and you scratch the floor. So we got to pick it up, honey. We can't do that. Okay, daddy. Instead of yelling at her, making her cry, ruining the whole day, going to church in a bad mood, everybody mad. I say a billion things that are so stupid. I wish I could take back and never will be able to. None of that happened. None of that happened. Because I tagged in God. Salty Debbie, we actually did buy some of those. They just aren't on those stools. But none of that happened because I tagged in my tag team partner. That is what we have to do. We don't rely on motivational speakers, pharmaceutical drugs, and classes that take two years to get you where you want to be. Just ask Jesus. Tag him in. It's that simple. Put all these people out of business. They're not there to be to find the, the, the cure. They're not there to be proactive. They are there to be reactive, and that's it. And what happens when they're reactive and you keep doing the same thing over and over again or having the same issue over and over again or seeking the same help over and over again, they get paid again to give you the same advice they just gave you. How does that work? How is that not a scam? The answer to everything that you need is in the Bible. Everything. How to date. How to, how to, how to grow up. How to, do, how to work your finances. How to act around your family. How to act around your acquaintances. How to act around your subordinates if you're in a position of leadership. How to dress. How to carry yourself. How to go from point A to point B. It's all in there. Yeah, it's a little outdated. But the great thing about the word of God is that it lives forever. So you can put that word into any circumstance, any scenario that you find yourself in. I can promise you. Chief says the tongue sets a blaze. A forest fire. Amen. Can we let's uh, I want to pull up the rumble chat. We have not done that this morning. So let's do that now. Um, We got a little bit of an issue there with the rumble chat. So give me a second here, folks. There, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Let's uh, let's make this a little bit. Sorry about that, folks. We had, uh, we, we changed around the studio stuff this weekend. There it is right there. There it is. So now we got it. So there it is. Insanity circle, not good. Amen. This is why Jeremy made our title this year, Peace. This means God said, peace be still. He can show you better than he can tell you. Amen. You're a good, good father and a husband, Jeremy. God bless Sabrina and Jeremy and their dear children. Yes, amen. If it wasn't for them, I would not be. Put Olstein out of business too, says Michael. Well, let's touch on that for a minute. <laughs> so I love this show. Folks, almost a thousand people watching. Please, please, please share this video if you have not. And if you're just joining in, please like this video. Give this video a rumble. All right. I have to address this real quick. I know a lot of people have a problem with those ministers like Joel Olstein or those ministers that, just, you know, Kenneth Copeland and all these people. And I get it. I get it. But remember... If your reason is to not like them or to say that they are not spreading the real gospel, that they are rich, that's not a reason to condemn them. Okay? Jesus and God do not say that it is a sin to be rich. 
Matter of fact, they made many a many men who were children of God rich because it depends on what you do with that money. Okay? It just depends on what you do with the money. If you're bad with the money, then obviously it is a sin because you put money over God. But if you can be trusted with that money, then it's not a sin to have rich. So if, I'm just saying, if your only reason is to not give these people legitimacy because they're rich, that's not a good enough reason, okay? You should, out, you should find out what they're doing with this money because Joel and his wife do a, lot of pe- do a lot of good with the money. I'm not saying they, they're profits or even if they are whatever. All I'm saying is if that's your only reason, that's not a good enough reason. Now, a lot of people have a problem with Joel Osteen because he only talks about the good and not the bad. He does not read out of the Bible and do Bible verses verse by verse. Well, neither do I. Neither do I. He chooses to evangelize in more of a positive way and a positive way only. I choose to evangelize, not reading straight from verse to verse to verse, but finding verses based on devotional, and then I apply it in real life, everyday things that you and I can understand. Others go through just the Bible and explain exactly what the writer meant. Long story short, here's the, end, here's the moral of the, sto- the story, the point I'm getting to. And the point is this. We, who are we to say whether somebody who's preaching the gospel is doing it for the right or wrong reasons as long as they're preaching the gospel? It's not our place to do that. We can have an opinion on Joel Osteen. We can have an opinion on Steve What's-His-Name. But we can't say that they're doing something bad when they are drawing people towards Jesus. Now, If they are out there spreading false doctrine, then we can have righteous judgment on them. But one thing as Christians that we have to be very careful of is if somebody doesn't evangelize the way you want them to or the way that I'm doing or the way your pastor does, does not mean that they are bad people or they are false prophets. God chose people to evangelize to different people in different ways. Okay, some people would say that the way I'm doing it is completely wrong. How dare you read from Jesus calling and Jesus listens and not directly out of the Bible, you blasphemer. See what I'm saying? I'm just saying be careful about that. Just be careful about that. So anyway, long story short, I tagged God in Sunday, yesterday before church, and it changed our entire day for the better, for the better. So just remember Train yourself to tag God in when you need him, okay? Don't rely on yourself to fix everything. You can't do it yourself. Jeremy, there's a video on Facebook. A man was walking down the street with dollar bills taped on him wearing a sign that said, take whatever you need. There are several wearing designer clothes taking. Oh, I bet. I'll bet there were. The Bible has something to say about those merely tickle our ears exactly exactly but that does not mean that those people are just merely tickling your ears either you know what i mean if you aren't preach all the gospel you are leading them astray everything is not unicorns and rainbows no that's true but have you heard me preach every gospel here am i leading you astray have i preached every gospel See, Taylor says Joel Osteen is a false teacher. Okay, I'm not saying he is or isn't, but what are you predicating that on? What are you basing that on that he's a false teacher? You can say you don't like the way he teaches. 
But do you know what him and his wife do with all the money they have? Do you know how many people they help? Again, the problem with Christians is you are, is people are too judgmental and they turn people off. Olstein doesn't ever preach on hell as if it doesn't exist. Yes, he does. I've heard him do it many times. I've heard Olstein say it says in this verse and it says in this verse and it says in this verse. He may not talk in depth about hell, but neither do I. So does that make me a false teacher? If God put a million dollars in my lap tomorrow, would I be a false teacher because I have a million dollars? God gave me a, uh, a serious XM TV station and best-selling books about God. Would that make me a false teacher? Again, I'm not saying you're wrong or if you're right. What I'm saying is be careful about being too judgmental, especially when people are out there bringing people closer to God because they might be in a different they might have to bring God, people to God in a different way and then let God continue to spread that seed or water that seed. You, all their point is, is to spread the seed. A lot of people say that they don't like Joyce Meyer. A lot of people say that Greg Locke, Pastor Greg Locke, is a false teacher. Do you believe he is? I don't believe he is. All I'm saying is, folks, it's not up to us unless they are truly, truly, te- like, you don't have to pray to God. You can pray to something else. Jesus is not the only way to heaven. That kind of stuff. That's false doctrine. Putting an LGBT flag out in front of your uh, church and saying gays can go to heaven too, that's false doctrine. That's false teaching. That's false teaching. All I'm saying is be very careful about turning people away from somebody who might be exactly what they need to turn them to God. Because there's plenty of people out there that say, I'm lying every day that I do this Rise Up show. I'm doing this about money. Really? Because I'm not rich. And when we do get sponsors for Rise Up, guess where the money's going? It's going back into Christian schools to either save them or to build them. Wilson says Osteen is a heretic. He's a motivational speaker. Pastor Locke has dirt on it. Maybe he does. But is that for you to say? Is that for you to sit around and say? Is that for you to sit around and spread that gossip? Maybe instead of spreading gossip, it would be better for us to spread gospel. Again, I'm not saying W. Wilson is wrong. I'm not saying anybody is wrong or right. I'm saying engaging in the spreading of the gossip rather than the gospel will only lead people away from God. I can guarantee you that. Let God sort out who's a real prophet and who's not. That is not up for you to decide. It's not up for me to decide. But I will say this. If you're not careful about spreading gossip over gospel, then you are going to be involved in turning people away from God at some point. I can guarantee you that. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Let the word of God judge people, not yourself. Amen. Why are those not condemning leftists who are making a profit off selling books, but many people are still following them and purchasing their products? There you go. It amazes me what someone is willing to buy. I think even saw a guy selling clothes that were prayed over and used to heal people. Take a good hard look in the mirror. Amen. God is the judge, not us. Amen. There are church leaders being exposed for sexual sins and mismanagement of funds. We need to pray for them. Yes, and those people it's okay to expose. That's not gossip. Gossip is this person has dirt on this person and this person who's doing this, this is what I heard. That's gospel. 
We need to tag God in on this subject of woke preachers of all time and ask him to open our ear and understanding of why God is using them this way. I agree. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. Kay Linney says, brewing my cup of rise up pecan right now. Meemaw, thank you, Jeremy, for having this show. God is good. Clee Sully, good point. Milo, Greg Locke isn't a false teacher, teacher, but he is an, ooh, ooh, no joke. Okay, well, see, there you go. Everybody has an opinion on another preacher. What I'm saying is, if people are bringing people to the foot of the cross, by whatever way they bring them, as long as they're not lying on purpose, then you can't say anything bad about them. You just can't. Because if you can, then you are literally fighting them from bringing people to God. Trust me, I made that mistake many times. Many, many, many times. If a prophet draws you closer to God, why do we judge them? I listen to many preachers and am inspired by many. Majorva, you just hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. 100%. Which Bible translation? Are you asking which one I read? Well, I normally read from ESV because that's what my church reads from. But there's a lot of really, really good Bible translations. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of false statements out there about a lot of Bible translations as well. Different versions. A lot of people say, if you're reading anything but the King James Version, well, then you're not reading the real Bible. Well, then I could say, if you're not reading anything but the real scriptures, then you're not reading the real Bible. So... There, uh, there's a friend of mine, you might know him, Pastor Tim Frisch. He runs a YouTube channel that says A Frisch Perspective is the name of it, F-R-I-S-C-H. He has breakdowns of different Bible translations and verses and which ones are really good and which ones can be, um, which ones can be trusted. And there's a lot of them, a lot of them. Because, Jeremy, some can mislead you too. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Everybody can be misled. You know what can't mislead you? The Bible. The Bible. Do you know that some of the people that got me to come to God, I have surpassed them in knowledge of the Bible right now? That doesn't make me better, but it says that they didn't know as much as I do right now, and they brought me to God in a very different way than I'm trying to bring people to God. Does it make them wrong? No, it doesn't. Because look what they did for me. Look how they got me. Look where they brought me. And they are not even as well-versed as I am now. Bad moon. Bad prophets can teach just as much as good prophets of what not to do. Amen. Amen. And that's why your ultimate guide has to be the Bible. Period. E. Vanessa says, uh, or why Vanessa says, I cross-reference Bibles all the time to get a better understanding. So do I. I like to see which words are left out. Just because you like a preacher doesn't mean they are digging into the real truth. Some pastors are saying... We aren't in end times, which is far from true. Well, you don't know if we're in end times. We've been in end times since, first, since the first of sin. Are you saying end times are this year or this millennia? We've been in end times since end times, since, they, since sin first started. We've been decaying and dying. Again, perception, perspective. Go here and only here. Go here and only here. Don't try to tell somebody else they're doing it wrong. God will sort that out. It's not up for you to say that. It's not up for me to say that. 
Spend your time spreading gossip instead of gospel. You will lead people away from God. That is for sure. That is 100% for sure. And you will be guilty of the same thing that you are telling, that you are saying other people are guilty of. Trust that. Sovereign God, please help me to live joyfully in the midst of my struggles. I yearn for a freer, more independent way of life than I'm currently experiencing. I pray fervently and then wait expectantly for changes that I desire. When you don't answer my prayers as I hoped, I sometimes get discouraged. It's easy for me to feel as if I'm doing something wrong, as if I'm missing out on what's best for me. But when I think that way, I'm overlooking a most important truth. You are sovereign. I need to remember that you're always in control and you're taking care of me. Teach me to accept my dependent way of life as a gift from you. Moreover, help me receive this gift joyfully with a glad and thankful heart. I found that nothing lifts me out of the doldrums faster than thinking and praising you. Boy, that's true. Boy, that is true. And nothing enables me to enjoy your presence more delightfully. As I seek your face, I am blessed to hear your loving words of instruction. Enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. Do you know what it doesn't say? Enter my gates with gossip. That's what it doesn't say. Enter my gates with gossip, telling, warning all people about what somebody else is doing bad. Jesus did not travel from town to town over 2,000 years ago to tell people about who's doing what wrong and why they're doing bad. He traveled from town to town to tell people what to do right, what to do good. And yes, in that conversation, what to look out for and what not to do was brought up. But he didn't walk around telling people, you're going to hell because X, Y, and Z. He told the people that were giving false doctrine that. He told people not to be like them. Do not be like the Pharisees. Do not be like the Sadducees. For they rely on themselves and think of their own goodness and their own greatness. They do not put God above them. Do not be like them. He did say that. But he didn't go around from town to town saying, well, you're going to go to hell because you're not doing this right. And this is what you should do or you're all going to burn. He told people about the grace and the love of God. He told people about the comfort and the way of peace and mercy and, 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 and forgiveness and greatness and love and friendship. He didn't go around gossiping. He went around gospeling. I would rather gospel than gossip any day of the week. Problem is, in our Christian circles, in our churches, there's way too much judgment and far too much gossip. Lacey says, well, we tell people is they are sinning to help save their soul. Yes, we do. But guess what? You're sinning too. You're sinning too. You don't tell people about all the bad things they're doing. You tell people, hey, we're all doing bad things. This is a way to wash yourself clean of them. Because when you tell people who are not a believer about the bad things they're doing, and you don't say we, and you don't include yourself in that, you're doing nothing but preaching at them rather than to them. Trust me. Be very careful. If your, if your 
goal is to gospel and not gossip. No, Lacey, you're taking it all wrong. Lacey says gossip isn't the same as telling a friend and family member they're sinning. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What I said was, if you're out there gossiping about how other people preach and other evangelists and other churches about what they're doing wrong, you're not spreading the gospel. You're spreading the gossip. I didn't tell you not to tell people about their sin and about how to get saved from that. That's not gossip. I'm talking about gossiping versus gospeling. Don't try to bring in things that, I'm, that don't have anything to do with that subject to try to equate them to what we're saying. Otherwise, you're going to convolute the message here. I'm not even telling you to tell people they're not sinners. I'm telling you if you preach at people about why, how bad they are rather than about how good God is, then you are setting them up for failure from the very beginning if they're an unbeliever. If they're a believer and they've walked away from God, then they know all this. All these people, and I see it all the time. Some of you are guilty of it too. I used to be guilty of it. I'm not anymore. Thank you, Lacey. I used to be guilty of it. I'm not anymore. And that is talking about, how well, that person says this, and this person says that, and that person owns a private jet, and this person has millions of dollars of income, and that person doesn't. What are we talking about here? Cool. Cool. What now? Do you get a star? Do you get a cookie because you win? You won the gossiping of the day? If you are on threads talking about how other people are preaching wrong, then you're wasting time. You're not preaching on what is right. Too many Christians fall into that. Too many Christians are so quick to tell somebody else where they're doing something wrong when they're doing 10,000 times things wrong in a day as well. Two Dixie Mom says, remember the log, your own eye. Amen. Amen. Lacey says, I refuse to gossip. So do I. So do I. I'm so, I'm so sick of the he said, she said stuff in this world. It causes so much anxiety and so much false fear. Jeremy, sorry for saying something about rude about Greg Locke. He has done a lot of good things. I just don't like what he said about autistic kids. You're right about everything else. Yeah, I didn't hear that. And again, I say things bad all the time. I said that people that kill themselves don't go to heaven. Imagine how I felt. Instead of ostracizing somebody for saying something wrong, pray for them and hope they say something right. Garko says, false teacher are preaching more about the money you give and more blessings you have. That's part of OFIBGB. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But let's get to the verse of the day because, folks, we could sit. I, you know what? Here we are, 55 minutes past the hour. We could do this all day. You know what I love about being with you guys? What I love about being with you guys is that we can have serious conversation, hold each other accountable, argue, debate, and come out of this just as happy as we would if we just won the lottery. That's what I love about this show. Let's get to the uh, verse of the day. God is your tag team partner. I said hello and happy Monday. I love Mondays, and I'm ready to tackle another week here on LFA TV. I hope you are rested in the grace of God and able to make a difference on the spiritual battlefield this week. If you need any help or reassurance this week, feel free to tune in to Rise Up every morning at 9 a.m. It definitely makes a difference. I'm so joyful and happy to be here with all of you this week. 
verse of the day. Exodus 14, 13, and 14. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Wow. Wow. The Lord will fight for you today, and you have only to be silent. Amazing words from our God. Folks, I am going to leave you the same way I brought you in, and that is playing some good old gospel music in the background. Waymaker by Paul McClure. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here this morning. We will touch further on that verse at 11 o'clock. Jeremy, jars of FOG look like they're floating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Sorry. I moved things a little bit here this, uh, this weekend. Folks, there's 1,020 of you watching. Please rumble on your way out. Uh, Sean Farish and Ungoverned comes up next. Just back out of this video and jump right into his video. If you don't have time to watch his video, please rumble it. Just give it a like. Thank you for the conversation today. Thank you for the heated uh, debate. I love it. I think it brings us all closer to God. Thank you very much. And if there's anything that I said that you think was wrong, don't hesitate to email me. We'll get to it, I promise you. I love you. God bless you. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I love you all. Ungoverned comes up next. Thank you. God bless. See you later. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel